0: and welcome back to the chaos and shadow podcast my name is kyle and i'm joined here by my co-host pegan how you doing today pegan doing really good how are you doing i am doing very well we are here to do a kind of season one recap of the show if you will a lot has mm-hmm. changed so this week's episode is going to be light on the paranormal investigation and instead talking about all the other avenues and things what we have going on giving you guys A good lay of the land. So this episode will be hitting your feeds. Let's see, we're recording this on the 19th. That means you guys will be hearing this probably on the 23rd. So if you're listening to that, uh, we took the prior week off. That was, what week is that? The 9th? The 9th of November. Mm -hmm. We took that week off. First week off in months. So we took time to ourselves. We kicked back and relaxed. Now we're here to recap it. What all happened in the season? What have we been doing with the website and more Pagan. what do you say we kind of start uh talking about the show, show first of all and yes let's, let's talk about the little like the path we made because we went we started i think it was july already it uh, was when mm-hmm. we started and we began our investigations up in maine we were going through the united states state by state still kind of a plan of ours
1: yes it, it very much was you know we we decided that Maine would be a great corner of the world to start in and um we we tackled pretty much an entire state in our uh, our first episode there um which was great uh, we learned a lot um and interestingly enough over the course of the season things kept bringing us back to Maine and its stories. So, uh, you know, we got to talk to the great Katie Webb, who you guys have heard many times on the podcast feed and the couple of interviews that we've done with her and her adventures of Haunt Me, which is all set in the state of Maine and all those great things. So we got to do a lot of cool stuff with that.
0: Oh, indeed. Yeah, it, I, going through there... Really taught us, I think, a lot about investigation in general, how how that works out, because uh, obviously we've Mm -hmm. been doing this all since COVID has hit. So moving around, actually doing any sort of real life investigation is totally for us been off the uh, agenda money Mm -hmm. and all of the complications of travel right now. Are, are very good reasons for why we can't do the, that though. That is our goal eventually we found that you know You you get a, a lot of good information online, but I think in our interview with Michelle. Uh, she talked about how simple scribal errors can cause long and many, you know, generational echoes of false information uh, Due yes. to an honest, you know pen stroke that was in the wrong order and uh, it will be very interesting whenever we can get out there and, and talk to some of these folks. I, I noticed when I we were wait. <laughs> going through and looking at places in Vermont, we talked about mm-hmm. Champ. Uh, that was a really, really good example of a small town that had a lot of folks that wanted to share and talk about it. We actually are doing an interview with a small town monsters crew here coming up that uh, they made. The documentary we referenced in that episode they made the uh, i believe it's called on the trail of champ and and that mm-hmm. was them and it was just a really cool full circle thing now
1: it really was a great thing and you know i i definitely loved the the route that we kind of did take in the, the different investigation styles that we of our own that we ended up developing over the course of the season. Um, You know, we kind of went into this and we're like, okay, well, this shouldn't be too difficult. There's a million paranormal stories out there. But it turns out that those million paranormal stories have kind of been downplayed over the years or essentially almost forgotten. And in some ways, uh, it's due to those kind of scribal errors that you were saying that it was just misinformation and the stories kind of got muddied and nobody really knew where the facts were. And so our job was trying to figure out where the, I guess, fact from fiction really was.
0: Yeah, Vermont was also the great example of the Bennington Triangle case, which had yeah, yes. a prime example of scribal or otherwise error when the uh, <laughs> our mystery man had many different birthdays listed on very legal documents that would have been certified. Mm-hmm. And again, marriage certificates, draft certificates, things like that that should have had his actual information, he just kind of looked like he kind of made them up. I don't think his scribe layer, but um, it's interesting because the the articles that were picked up from that case just didn't go into many, if any, details about this guy, which begged the question, did he even exist? Which is why we got on mm-hmm. Ancestry.com and started hunting up his real information. Uh, it was such a loose story of a man disappearing out of the back of a moving bus that it begged the question if this was just fantasy you know was this an urban legend or did the guy actually live there
1: it's true and it, it was actually really fun digging into the life of uh, james tedford that was the yeah. the mystery man of the bennington triangle go give and that episode
0: a listen that's a good one
1: definitely go give it two-parter a listen. i think it was a two-parter yes And, you know, we wanted to make sure that he was real. And honestly, the biggest fun aspect of that case, at least for me, was trying to figure out when the guy actually lived, when he was born, (laughs) like every date that he wrote down, not his actual birth certificate. I think that his birth certificate was his true date of birth. But over the course of his life and all the forms he filled out, that date of birth kind of got a little misconstrued. And, you know, he at times would make himself to be appear to be older and other times he would appear to be younger. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know if he was just one of those people that didn't ever want to meet the hard, scary fact of age and uh, that reality, but he was an interesting man and his his case definitely, um, I think gave the area a lot more credibility with what we could find out instead of just going off of the recycled regurgitated Uh, information that, you know, had been passed down through the years.
0: Definitely agree. Oh, yeah. And I want to say one of his lies was like 10 years or something like that. So I I want (laughs) to say, you know, he had made himself on his marriage thing to be like 10 years younger. He also tried Mm -hmm. to make himself younger. I think he was trying to get himself into the World War II draft um, because he lied and made himself younger. But the weird thing is now maybe this was just... Maybe this is a misinformation in general over the years. But what we looked up said that he still was not he did not make himself young enough to get into the draft. Like he still missed it by like two years or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, it was or or at least what the drafting age would have been. So very, very interesting uh, personal lives you get to explore when you start looking into this, which proves to be, I would say, just as interesting as any of the paranormal stories. I think we found out in this poor guy's case that his wife had Left him at one point, but moved only just across Mm -hmm. town. Like, we got, you you get into the nitty gritty of these people's lives when you start (laughs) with Ancestry, it turns out. I I wouldn't have imagined at the start of it. But we go in there and we were looking for all of this because we realized how important it was to bring accurate information to the table. If a lot of these pieces that are getting shared around the internet are very, very fake, then we need to set some sort of standard for ourselves so that we're not just picking up old totally fluff piece material and when i say mm-hmm. that i mean if you go and look up the beddington triangle most of the articles you will find about it tend to be oh, like uncited medium sources like a medium website um so just blogs basically uh mm-hmm. we had some other sites that were like Real news sources, but they were totally running like a Halloween piece, basically. That was like, oh yeah, just a mystery, no citation. Da 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 da. Here's some names. Moving on, and sometimes worse of all, uh, that those sites source back to really questionable um origins, like some '90s looking web pages out there that you know. <laughs> was just chucked up there and it has nothing to do with really anything. It, no credibility is the problem. So it's to say, yeah, yeah make sure you're, you're looking at what sources are being cited within things when you're doing the paranormal, because we learn quickly on, it's it can be, have a lot of landmines.
1: It can, it can have a lot of landmines. And, you know, as we continue talking about the season and everything else, you know, some of our favorite cases, obviously a lot of people love Champ. they love yeah. the Elementals episode. I, I don't know. I, I, I've i been asked several times, what's your favorite episode that you've been done? And I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't know. Because uh, they all have redeeming qualities. They all have these wonderful qualities. And they're all near and dear because we've all worked on them. But I, I think one of my favorite stories to research was probably Gen- Jonathan um, Moulton and the Devil's Boots oh, story my. Um, my. when he tried to trick the devil and the devil stole him out of his grave and all that just so he could become rich he was a very interesting character um and you know as we said in that episode as well we didn't really know whether or not his story was true but uh if he actually did tie- have ties with the devil and sold his soul and all that you know it was it was one of those really fascinating cases that you just never really heard about you don't hear about it in history class you don't hear about it in any of that and it, a lot of these kind of fun little stories that we ended up kind of stumbling upon were these smaller cases that nobody really covered or they were covered very in small portions, just kind of lumped in with the bigger stuff. And so that was a really exciting aspect of this season for me was learning all of the fun little stories that we got to
0: hear. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there were there were quite a few of those along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say a huge season one highlight for me. I, I think uh, the very first interview we did with Katie Webb uh, speaking about oh, elementals, yes. that that th- probably would be the the singular, like, that blew me out of the water. Just having the ability, our fir- very first guest to sit down with. And Katie, we brought her in there to talk about, like, I, I want to say, like, a fairly limited amount of topics at first. And then that, and she just dumped information on us that, like, <laughs> whoa, it kind of, I remember that. that. That, if I had to pick one episode, might be my favorite because that was a moment of just, like, wow, this... There's a lot crazier stuff out there happening than uh, than the Internet reports on. That's for sure. Like, he, oh, and here I wasn't even stranger including, than fiction.
1: I wasn't even including our interviews. I was just talking about our mainstream cases. Oh, yeah. You, they're if all if season one. Learning. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Get them in there. They're
1: Including interviews. I, I can't pick just one interview. That's just mean. <laughs> Don't make me do that. Well, you, you, uh, you I would already recommend... chose your
0: favorite episode. So you, you already have a cop out. Yeah. You don't have to choose a favorite. Like I said, I think they're all great. I I love Katie because, again, she reset the bar for us on on what was going on out there. So Mm -hmm. that was a really pivotal change in what we were doing. And I admit, you know, it's made me reevaluate some of the the, like what what cases we look at going forward. Because, for example, we were Mm going to talk about Demons. And I was like, "That's kind of boring. Who doesn't talk about demons? Let's instead oh, focus yes. in on elementals, which is a story that no one shares." And then uh, I wound up that everyone was talking about elementals from the same week. Meaning, like June London came on the Revelator Morning Show and was talking elementals, and then Michelle Bell and Jay comes on the Chaos and Shadow, <laughs> and and had her case and encounter with elementals. It all felt very synchronistic in the way they were going about telling these stories to us.
1: It really did. And, you know, over the course of the season, I would say from where we started out to where we are now, um, I would say not only has my investigation style changed, but also the way that I look at all these cases, because, you know, before when you start out, it's it's very clear cut. It's alien. It's ghost or it's, you know, otherworldly demonic kind of dark entity kind of thing Mm -hmm. but elementals and you know all of the other things fey and everything else that kind of came across i guess you could say our figurative desks at that point um never really entered into that investigation space it was just you know which box does this fit into and then after a while it was like well this case checks all boxes and then some. So what are we looking at? What are we doing? And then as we got to work with other you know, wonderful people like Katie and Michelle and even Laura and June and everybody else that came across, um, it, it was one of those things that they definitely opened up our eyes to seeing maybe the world isn't so cookie cutter and so clear. Maybe... The boxes all are checked by the same thing because they all fit the, that box. They're, they're not yeah. one of those things. And I I love that in the Katie interview especially, she changed how we looked at Bigfoot. We we really question if Bigfoot is a cryptid and if he is, um, maybe a fae, maybe an elemental, maybe all of the above. We don't really know. Uh, yeah. But he it's changed. And I like how it's changed because it's made the world look a lot more entertaining and a lot more fun. And it's kind of like going, I feel like, oh gosh, Bilbo in the Hobbit saying, I'm going on an adventure. And that's how it feels with every case now, because we don't know what we're going to face or what we're going to meet. So it's, it's yeah. really fun.
0: Uh, that, that is a fun fact too, for the audience out there. I was talking to, to Brian about this the other day on, on the show. Uh, we, we, mothman was the very first thing that got me hmm maybe i don't know to say got me into the paranormal i would say mothman was the first thing that made my interest transcend the paranormal and that i guess i was first introduced to that concept probably on a discovery channel show of all things but way back i'd say whoo many many years ago and that is uh we're talking we're probably in the 90s or something or early 2000s. And it stuck with me all these years later. The idea of a, a cryptid transcending what is just flesh and blood, the Mothman being something that's tied to UFO sightings, to men in black, mm-hmm. to poltergeist activity, to uh, auras, fae and the rest. That stuck with me all these years. And, and it was really like when you and I watched Hellier, I, I think I stumbled into that in January. And when you and I got to chat a little after that or something, I was like, you need to watch this show. It's going to uh, rekindle and reinvigorate <laughs> a lot of and, and change up a lot of the ways you look at the paranormal. I didn't know that there were did. people out there thinking like I was on this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like very this has me more passionate than ever.
1: It really does. And, and the funny thing is, um, the more that anybody dives really into um hellier and those kind of high strangeness things and the 14 kind of attitudes and you know outlooks on life the more you start to realize all of those weird interconnectivity all that synchronicity all that stuff and it's really funny because in the first episode of hellier it's like these things will just pop out at you and it's true they really did the more that we dived into this the more it's like wait a minute, this is a really old thing that just pops up in my feed or pops up over here, or stuff would pop up in, you know, my TV subscriptions. And I'm just like, I would never watch this in a million years. And then here it is. And it's like, huh. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm vibing this. I'll watch it and see what happens. And then, you know, here we are, you know, God, what, 16, 18 episodes later. (laughs) yeah. And, you know, we're still just chasing down that a uh, crazy synchronistic high strangeness rabbit hole and uh, there there's no end at sight and I don't think there ever will be and I don't think I'll ever stop chasing it. No. I, I'm I guess you could say healthy obsessed with it healthy in a way obsessed. So.
0: <laughs> I like it. Healthy obsessed works. You're right. There's been so many things that we've been reading and absorbing and they all come around to very, very similar things. Uh, another big moment for us was actually attending PhenomenaCon um, that the new oh, Kirk's yes. put on this year. That was that was a really, really pivotal moment when uh, we actually just had someone in chat said, have you all seen Hellier? Yes, we're obsessed Yes, with it. Honestly, worse. <laughs> we are obsessed with it. Um, so Peggy and I were literally just saying uh, that we attended greg and dana newkirk's Phenomenicon this year uh connor randall mm-hmm. was there he hosted a segment on um the stanley hotel i mean and then we from yes. there met all the other people right like <clears throat> michelle bell and jay spoke the first night um katie i think was on like the third day there were all kinds of folks there that we really really vibe with and we have been reaching out to those folks and we've been chatting with them because I, what i take away from this is there's so many different stories and experiences that people have but the The threads that run through them are what interest me the most. For example, Mm -hmm. when June came on the um, Revelator morning show, she brought with her a very Christian perspective on demonology. Mm -hmm. And what stuck out to me more than anything was that as far as Christian as her perspective was— It was also like way, I would say, off the beaten path in terms of uh, like she was referring to elementals, angels, other entities having experiences with other planets and stuff. It just she was speaking of it in a way that meets with the other beliefs that we have when it comes to ultra terrestrials or extraterrestrials. But she had just had a Christian lens to it, which made it again to me all the more fascinating because I was like, whoa now you're expanding the picture even larger and you're looking at phenomena that was reported in some way and how it actually looks exactly the same as this other thing we're already discussing
1: it very much does and she was such a wonderful uh, different outlook than yeah. you know everybody else that you know comes from a, a, in some ways of almost a pagan slash agnostic kind of viewpoint um to see that that I guess all of the bridges kind of go back to Rome or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the Rome of high strangeness, essentially. And so, you know, we got to see a different outlook on it, which was really refreshing and really nice because um, it was definitely different than coming to it from a, you know, fire and brimstone. This is the only way and the only way that you can look at things. And I I very much, like you said, loved her outlook of, uh, you know, angels come from a different planet, which is something I had heard years prior but actually had forgotten until she said it and then i went back and looked in the book that i had read it and i'm like huh okay so this is not just her opinion this is a lot of other people's opinions and a lot of other people believe it that way
0: i'd say i heard it in the same as you like i had only like heard of it in passing and i was like okay but no one else talks about this because you know in some ways it's um Written off as, as I guess, her, her, heretical. Her, no, that's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, heretics, heretical. Um, anyway, it, it, blasphemous, and it just doesn't yeah. fit. So, I don't know. It was so interesting to hear June. We had her that morning. And she mm-hmm. had given us a line that was, you know, there's more things in, in heaven and earth. Oh, I forget the phrase. I forget the quote, Horatio, uh, more things in heaven and earth and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember it. I'm sorry. But then Michelle dumps the same thing on us a couple mm-hmm. hours later. <laughs> Michelle, Bella and Jay coming from the background of, yes, she's worked with figures um, from the church in Mm-hmm. Uh, exorcism style thing She with paranormal state she talked about how her and I think it was Father Bailey how his communications <laughs> and worked together on the the dictionary of demon stuff but then what, what really struck me being she drops that same stuff and she comes from a psychic vampire background very very yes. different than what June was doing so or maybe not at all that different from what June was doing and it all lines up being way more connected than we think
1: Maybe, you know, and, and that's the the wonderful thing about this field. And I say this as, you know, we're all chasing that, you know, proverbial rabbit hole of high strangeness and the paranormal and whatever you want to call it. But we all come from different backgrounds, but yet we all still seem to be chasing the same thing. And that's to try to find the answers in this world. And whatever those answers lead us to and all that, you know, I think that we're all in this together. And so it's really fascinating to see somebody from a completely different walk of life basically come to the exact same page as somebody that's way over here in the other side of the realm. And they come together and they say the exact same thing. And you're just like, wow. And, you know, we had other synchronicities, too, that uh, we had Laura and Katie in the same week talk about pan and they talked about the same book jitterbug perfume right. and it was all in the same week and i'm just like what <laughs> and
0: i forgot about jitterbug perfume yeah. sorry i gotta add that to my list continue
1: I, it's also a very good book i've been reading it on kindle um highly recommend it everyone it is fiction just for the record but it is wonderful fiction um But you know, in that same week, I was also having a personal connection to pan and things were happening and all this other stuff. So it was these weird kind of synchronicities that were happening. And then, boom, here it is, somebody else says it that you had never even spoken to about this. And then somebody else hadn't heard someone else's take on things. And boom, they said it as well. And you're just like, what? (laughs) What is going on here? This is so cool. But it was so exciting to see everything that we had gotten to see transpire and just how the show has grown and how we have grown and how I think the field of paranormal is growing as a whole. And we get to be a part of that, which is super exciting.
0: That is a great statement, too, because we've seen so many people have renewed or rekindled interest in the paranormal um, also we have an the, the, the quote that I was looking for, by the way, blip, thank you for sharing. It says, uh, there are more things in heaven and earth Horatio than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And we had that yes. quote dropped on us twice in the same day. And it was just one of those synchronistic moments again, between the different lenses and all that. Um, but back to what you're saying, Peggy. Yeah, I think the field, I think people are starting hopefully to, to reconnect with it. And I think what you and I are connecting with most of all is the aspect that there is, a lot of humanity that needs to be tapped back into. A lot of the stuff that we've become very interested in is involves finding yourself, um, which seems yes. to be the first step in getting into magical thinking, really. You and I mm-hmm. have even expanded out to doing workshops on the the streams. Um, we've yes, we've we been have. doing those on Wednesdays. We did uh, some candle magic. We did sigil creation. All kinds of stuff that I know personally, I had never done much prior to June or something mm-hmm. of this year. So to have dived into it so thoroughly and and, and embarked on this journey, I feel like we've done it with um, a great level of honesty to the extent that it's really resonated. I find what we're saying to our audience through our research then gets echoed by our guests that we bring on. And I'm like, wow, I didn't really know. We, like, I, I, we were on to something clearly, but I didn't know we were that onto to it. I didn't know that all these other figures out there were of the same believing as us. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see people do that deep dive into themselves. I'm excited to see people continue their journey. I'm excited to see people look into things that they even recently would have written off. Tarot for me yes. is a great example of that.
1: Yes. And, you know, it's really exciting to see um, how much not only has my deep dive into the world of paranormal changed, but also how, you know, being a hedge witch, how that's also changed. And because I I kind of came from this, it's starting out that I'm just like, oh, well, I'm a magical practitioner, blah, 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 blah. This is how it works. And then I'm going to deep dive into the world of paranormal. And they're kind of interlocked but there's still there's a wall between them and now i'm starting to realize there is no wall that wall was an illusion they are in the same fucking boat so it's really exciting to see how having a magical background of any kind whether it be working through the um this is going to sound a little weird but i'm going to say it the magic of christianity to the magic of paganism and all of the old ways and how those can interlock with each other and also affect and change and help you develop a relationship and a connection to the world of the paranormal and foster communications between them. You know, we saw a lot of um, the Haunt Me episodes with Katie where they did a lot of rituals to foster communication, to open those doorways, to break down the barriers between them and, you know, create safe spaces for them to communicate in. And it worked wonderfully every single time they did it. It's like, wow, you you guys just kind of knocked down the wall. And it, it was one of those things that made me realize that, yes, you can investigate without it. But it adds so much more depth to it because high strangeness isn't just about the paranormal. It's also about the mysticism of the magical realms as well. So at least in my opinion, that's the case you know, you guys are entitled to your own. But for me, that that connection has realized that I need those two hand in hand to work together.
0: Yeah, we are we are definitely high strangeness, folks. That is very, very true, uh, and that comes along the way. Like I said, you know, high strangeness is a de- definitely an interesting breed of uh, paranormal because not everyone believes in the connection between the two. You know, some people want their hard sciences to to kind of solve it away for them, um, but we really mm-hmm. haven't had that happen, and we've had pretty good hard sciences focused at the paranormal for the last like fifteen yep. years. And that has not gotten us anything super spectacular. The the things that I find the most compelling, like do come down to that mysticism and divination sort of stuff. Yeah, it is more mm-hmm. subjective than objective, but mm, chalk it up to my my Kelian Fortian roots with the Mothman stuff, but that's what I subscribe to, that there is that connection between it. Um, with with Katie using tarot cards in her investigations, I really mm-hmm. think Kyle a year ago would have totally written that off and been like, no, nope, I don't <laughs> see any validity in that. That's total bunk. But then you start learning about uh, when you start tying in some of the serious stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm following along with the Paranormal Museums book club thing. They're doing Men Who Stare at Goats. So I'm reading that. Uh, just very interesting dive into crazy stuff the government tried with that and we know that they've all focused to some degree with their MK Ultra experiments on what they can do to the mind, what the mind's limits are gets into the realm of random number generators and like what you can tap mm-hmm. into. Uh, if anyone out there has watched stranger things, think um, season one with 11, what's going on with her in the, uh, the facility there with, with seeing others overseas. Um, anyway, that is all to say old Kyle would have totally thrown away all the bunk of, 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 divination but we've found it to be an extremely important tool in the process listening Mm -hmm. to people do the estes method which is spirit box into the ears with white noise or i'm sorry with a blindfold on uh we've seen crazy things come out of those investigations oh yeah absolutely wild
1: and you know we we've gotten to do so many other aspects um you know in exploring the different ways of for instance the the most recent episode that we did was actually on evps in the frank's box which was i believe the first box of the spirit box is how that the spirit box i think originated out of the frank box um but it was one of those things that these kinds of communication we have to be creative and think outside of the box in paranormal investigation. And anybody who says that that's not the case, I, I'm sorry, I completely and firmly disagree with you because we're literally trying to transcend dimensions or worlds or realms or the veil of sorts. And for us to do that, we have to find creative ways to talk to them. You know, how are we else are we supposed to do this? We can't do that through just basic means of just, hey, how are you doing? and expect to be able to hear it with our you know, human ears, um, I, I would say that we may just not be advanced enough as a society yet or as a race yet to really do that. So w- we have to think outside the box and um, all the different ways that we have been able to see that the different methods through tarot and divination, whether it be augur sticks or mm-hmm. uh, tarot or runes or whatever it may be, and spirit box and offerings and altars and magic and everything in between that to help transcend that barrier for communication. I just very much love that we are able to explore outside of the box and color outside the lines and see what kind of magic and pretty things we end up with. So it's exciting.
0: I oh blipping chat says something. You got to think outside the box when you're looking at. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, got to think outside the box when what you're looking at is, by definition, not in the box in the first place. That is, yeah, very well said. <laughs> yes, yes. That is that is it. Um. So, uh, speaking to Katie again, I we we watched uh, and talked about that haunt me episode before, where they go to Fort Knox and mm-hmm. go on top of this. Uh, I believe it was quartz uh, was the material used, so a highly charged yes. material anyway in the paranormal realm. Make this huge offering slash altar on the top uh, that was to all the different elements. And when they sit down to do the Estes method up there, wind up mm-hmm. speaking to something they refer to as the up, which is kind of ambiguous uh, by definition. It is It was some sort of entity they tapped into that... Seem to be having very real, very lucid conversations with Greg mm-hmm. Newkirk, who was standing on the side or sitting on the side asking some questions. Um, and some of the other yes. hot me team was there doing the same. Very, very very compelling to me um th- that's a that's a crew that i trust there's a lot of people in chat saying how much they love Hellier. or how that's the crew they trust as well it's uh, the most non-force slash believable docs out there yeah mm-hmm. the stuff that we've seen come out of that with the estes method is just really again set that bar higher oh uh, it's it's changed it really our has. thinking
1: it definitely has and you know we've we've gotten to see other investigators kind of start to take those steps into, I guess you could almost say not necessarily away from the scientific, like they're still trying scientific method to do this, but they're kind of, again, stepping outside the box because they realize that science only can get us so far because science in a lot of ways is very limiting. Um, It's, you know, you have to have those clear sets of tangible proof and, in the paranormal, a lot of tangible proof doesn't exist until we find we have the means of developing that tangible proof. And in some ways, we just don't have the technology to do that yet. Give us time. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, so it's just one of those really wonderful things that we're getting to you know, see all of the different stuff that is coming out of this field, out of the different investigation teams. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously our first go-to is the the Hellier crew because we, we love them. We love Greg and Dana very much, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to see people who may not work with them also starting to take those leaps and bounds as well, which is really fun.
0: Yes. I think that's very, very important to be said as well, because when you said a second ago that science hasn't really gotten us there it very much seems the more and more and more you dig into it once you once you even get into the paranormal past again the, the history channel discovery channel sort of layers of it when you really start diving mm-hmm. into this stuff you realize first of all wow a lot of this stuff is way more interconnected than you'd think a lot of figures of for example jim parsons with his connection with the the jet propulsion laboratory and with uh, l ron hubbard of scientology like weird you when we start digging into these and we start looking at N.I.C.A.P. and uh, all of these different mm-hmm. old like 50s style organizations that had kind of the cloak and dagger but yet prim and proper suit style stuff there was strange occultism going on and what it's left us with is unfortunately somewhere in there either maliciously or otherwise people Close their doors to all that occultism, the the unknown, mm-hmm. and and it feels like people. I'm not saying all scientists are like this, but it feels like when people approach the paranormal, it immediately has that laughable notion to it. But here we yes. sit in this weird world where, just this summer, the Pentagon validated those released footages of like the Gimbal and Go Fast of all the UFO footage, um, or UAPs, I should say, unidentified aerial phenomena. I mean, listen to that. It's not even a flying object anymore. It is aerial phenomena, not okay. a flying object. We don't even know what it is. We can't even decide if it's an object anymore. It is a phenomenon yeah. that happens in the air. That is actually when you, and that, it's sad, I admit, but I, you know, I've been using the word UAPs for over a year now, and it took me till just this moment of you know introspection to go, wow, they've actually chosen a more ambiguous word for it because flying object didn't, <laughs> that was too physical of a term. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird world where again scientists are. I think by funding and such, I think the you know the puppet masters that realistically pull the strings. Just money's hard to get. It can't can't get a grant to just study something that no one has any financial interest in. There's grants don't yeah. exist so much for that. Um, so either through funding mechanisms or otherwise, it feels like blinders are put on. I think there's a lot of cynicism that's gone out there, um, probably maybe because the lack of hard evidence we've been able to collect over the last 15 years. And we have all these ghost hunter crews going out there with high-tech cameras. And when they come back at the end of the day and don't have that tangible proof, well, you and I have talked about how some shows fluff it up. Michelle talked about mm-hmm. how some shows try and fluff it up, like not not the investigators, but the production staff, like when that yep. hits the cutting room floor. So we do live in this weird world of like, I think the truth is stranger than fiction, but we have people that are trying to get you to focus on the fiction and not study the truth. So here we sit and we're like, we're just absorbing it all slowly. They're matriculating this whole process through our minds.
1: It's very true. And, you know, kind of looking at some of the, I guess you could say smaller crews that do productions and all that, you know, like the Hellier crews, town monsters. Yeah. All that, that focus on the story behind it rather than the scary, ooh, I'm going to jump out of my skin evidence, um, where a lot of the bigger shows do kind of touch on that stuff. And, you know, we do find that it the bigger and scarier it is, the more the episode views kind of tend to roll in, whether or not the case is factual. And that that's the, I would say, almost does more of a disservice to paranormal investigation than... Um, you know, coming up with no evidence.
0: Yeah, that's a big one right there. Very much fallen in love with the teams that do the the long term investigations. Mm-hmm. And if you come up with no information, that is fine. That is fine. Yeah. I am there for the journey with you. I'd rather you walk me through step by step. So that Okay, just taking a quick second to say, big difference if you look at it between Hellier and, and a more traditional TV show that does like a one and done on a location. Uh, mm-hmm. That being the predominant style on any network TV, right? And They just go in, they investigate for usually like uh, maybe like four days at most. They might come back a couple times, but it's it's not like a month. It's not a year. It's not da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So I love that Hellier instead focuses on well, we found this cool passage in this book that's making us feel this way because that might have a thing that links to this. I wish a lot of other things would go that way. Maybe network television in general is just not ready for that mindset or maybe it's just taking a little bit for the paranormal community to kind of dive back into that. But I I see it as a very positive change coming around for everyone. Um, Oh, yes. And like you said, I'm very proud to be a part of it because we've... Why don't we spend a little bit of time and tell them what we've been up to on the website, Pagan, because we've been doing a lot. I'll actually pull it up for the people that are listening here on Twitch.
1: So for the website, we have done so much and in such a short amount of time, honestly, we did most of it over the course of our week off. Our week off, as I say, you know, the the week that we were supposed to be relaxing and all this. We were like, no, let's change the website and do all this. And ultimately it ended up being for the better because we ended up getting to take one of the wonderful things that we did, you know, as you guys have probably heard us, we, we had, you know, booking options available, but that was through an outside booking source. We had, um, my pagan shop that I ran over on my website, which we brought over pieces of it to the chaos and shadow website. Um, you know, we've done so many different things, you know, we updated our blog, we updated that. And now we have our cult shop on the Chaos and Shadow website. Um, we now have our booking services for all of our Tara and Reiki. Uh, that is now on the Chaos and Shadow website. We took that off of our external sources, and we're actually—dare I say it—moving away from Patreon. Woo! Um, I
0: just like heard it. Heard
1: us talk so much about Patreon and how much. Supporting over there, you know, can help us and further us. But there was a lot of aspects of the, I guess you could say almost the politics of Patreon. We were not very pleased with. We didn't like a lot of those aspects. So we upgraded the website. And now we have an option that works exactly like Patreon. You can go and become a member. And you get all of the same style perks and more. Lots more, actually. Uh, that are right there on Chaos and Shadow. You don't have to go to you know, six different websites to get all of your content from us and all of the stuff from us. Now it's all in one place. You get to just come to one place. You get your podcast, you get your community, you get your blog, you get your store, you get your booking, you get now to become a member. And even, we have a big problem with social media. A lot of people don't like it, us included. Yeah, true. <laughs> we... We, we, uh, we find social media to be very toxic in a lot of ways. And so we said, is there any way for us to create a community? And we did, we did it. We created a community that works a lot, like a combination between a message board and Facebook yeah. actually. And it's very simple. It's very easy to use. doesn't cost anything. to Join that. Um, you can come and join us and chat with us, chat with our crew. Uh, chat with all of the other paranormal folks on there, and it's a good time. Uh, we're we're still working on the website, so be prepared. There might be a little few bumps in the road on the way, but uh, we're still getting there, and it, it's coming along and becoming a wonderful place. It
0: really is. Well said. I always warn people we have some potholes in here. There there might be a dead page <laughs> or two that you find. Um, we also know there's some things going on with weird text colors. I actually got a really good response from Wix today about one of them. Oh, so um, they walked me through how to fix the part of the video player that was busted up. Um, but yeah, this whole thing is is a way uh, to, to keep what we're going here going so mm-hmm. i mean pagan and i are again very much mom and pop shop style there is no other entity in here and actually what we did by bringing the stuff over the the singular website is we got rid of a lot of the people that had fingers in the the cookie jar or whatever as well like first of all twitch takes a huge cut of subs and bits and stuff like don't get me wrong they're appreciated by us but a lot mm-hmm. of that money just goes over to twitch like a chunk of it and patreon's pretty great too they don't ta- they don't take too too much but they take more than Wix. So, like, Wix doesn't mm-hmm. actually take anything other than our processing fees, which are normal. You know, pay- PayPal yes. or credit card, they all have, a, like, a 3%. That's industry normal. So just know now, with the way that we have this set up, your money that you're putting, you know, whatever you're deciding to offer us per month, whatever you want to buy off the shop... That goes to us in a way that it did mm-hmm. not before. There are no now you're not paying like three extra entities to like touch it and massage the cash before it ever hits our bank accounts. Like this is direct. It is way less fluff. Um, I think people are going to love it way more than Patreon because I know one of the things like you said, there was a lot of politics. One of the things people didn't like, Patreon had a strange billing cycle. Some people love it. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it. This goes to a traditional style. So this, if you want to set it up on the first of the month so it always renews that way, do it. If you want it to, you know, bill you always on the 13th and the 13th or whatever, that's fine, too. It's going to renew just like any other 30-day sort of subscription style. Mm -hmm. Same with the shop. Like you said, that has gotten a lot nicer. We we consolidated. Um, I think your Pagan and I are still chatting. She's going to offer some extended stuff through her thing i believe but that's all Yeah, my,
1: my my shop is still up and running it will still be there um it will have a much more extensive pickings um what we wanted to do for the occult shop on the chaos and shadow one is to offer stuff a that we talk a lot about that people request a lot and offer the new products things that we build together that if yes. you just don't have the means to build yourself or if you just don't want to build it you can just go buy it and all that and soon um you guys will actually get to see some of that i i, I just ordered a whole bunch of new stuff so there's going to be some of the stuff that's going to be displayed in the background for you Ooh. guys to see um but there, there's going to be a lot more that you guys are going to see. And products are going to rotate every month. So it's not going to be the same thing. So We didn't tell them you, that.
0: That's so good. Please. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I, I forgot to mention that.
1: <laughs> um, you know, obviously things like the Bad Juju Blend, uh, Prosperity Blend, because those are two things that everybody wants. Everybody wants those. Um, but ultimately, though, besides those two things, things are going to rotate. And you're going to see new products filter in, seasonal stuff that's going to filter. in. like right now in the shop, we have a Yule incense blend, which is for Christmas and uh, that kind of holiday, December-y kind of vibe. Uh, and you're going to see different products that filter in as we get the abilities, A, to make them, B, to ship them. And as my um, collection of herbs and oils and everything continues to grow and as Kyle's collection also continues yeah. to grow... Um, it won't be just me shipping it out. Kyle's going to be making these two and shipping them to you as well. So, uh, it's going to be a good time. So I guess that, that kind of wraps up our occult shop in a nutshell. Uh, you guys go check it
0: out. Do enjoy it. Yeah.
1: And just remember, check back often because it's
0: not always going to be the same thing. And that's exactly it. You know, I said, I said, how, how do I like to buy off of websites? Well, first of all, we I don't think we've decided on this for sure. But we're going to try um, to keep like the cheaper shipping options available for people. Like if you if you you know purchase a certain price or amount of things we want to we want to keep it accessible. So, again, people can check back and buy more often instead of you know having to load up once and then never do it again we we understand shipping pains like from the buyer side this is my very first time doing anything storefront related so i'm coming at it as a customer being like i like this i don't like this like these things annoy me this is why i don't buy off of this site very often uh Mm -hmm. you know i'm taking all those sort of things and we're applying it and giving it a really harsh lens in that way so everything on the store that's why we have like less of an offering too uh in terms of like sheer number because everything we're doing is again very timely to the year i'm learning a lot of it which is the cool thing again very very handmade (laughs) stuff because these are the first times i've made some of these blends and that learning process is going into it in a very very cool way so you're actually getting a tangible component to what we're doing here on stream and, and I guess that's, I will go and say that. So we have the beautiful Become a Member section. We have three tiers to that. You get mm-hmm. a lot of content in there, including Peggy's Ritualist Letters. There's extra podcasts we're doing. Access to our workshops that we archive from Twitch all go up there. Um, discounts to the shop are part of the membership, too. So before you go and stock mm-hmm. up your cart, consider becoming at least a you know, $5 supporter. You get 5% off on your cart there. So boom, that'll yes. add up. And uh, I don't know, it's just been such a fun experience to be now giving people a component of the stream, something very unique, very handheld. To me, it feels way better than producing more traditional merch, because I'm (laughs) not a traditional merch buyer to the the nth degree. I love this idea of getting something really personalized. So this is where we're starting with our store. We're starting with these incense blends. Mac wants to know if we're going to expand out to oils in the future,
1: I could do oil blends. Yeah, I I could. Um, We we actually have um, we have a wonderful company that we work with. It's uh, Revive Oils, uh, Revive Essential Oils. And uh, for those of you watching in Twitch chat, these are uh, you guys can't see them uh, because that's the wrong camera. Uh, These are the essential oils that I use. Uh, they're, they're wonderful oils are very affordable. We're actually, hopefully trying to work with them in the future. We've sent out some fillers. Um, so, uh, but yeah, those are the ones I use. Those would be the blends that I would definitely help you guys. Um, so if you guys want oil blends, um, I have had a request for bath salts and that kind of stuff, which I do know how to make. So those might be coming in the future. Uh, there's all sorts of products. I have a whole little book over here that's filled with recipes oh my gosh that's pagan's <laughs>
0: really? little. is that like your little recipe grimoire basically
1: uh-huh. it's my little recipe book of shadows oh, and ew. i i have all sorts of stuff i've got spells in it. i've got you know bottles and oils and all sorts of recipes in it um that i've just kind of ac- accumulated over the years um And I I had them scattered all over my house, like a card here, a piece over here, you know, this and a book there. And it's like, no, I need to put them all in one place. so I can actually just reference them all in one place. And so that's why I created that. Um, So we're going to have all sorts of great stuff, you know, and talking about everything that you guys do. If you become the members, there are different coupon options that come with those memberships. And you get a a coupon every month. So As long as you guys stay subscribed, you get a brand new coupon they get to use every single month. So, you know, using those coupons to shop with us, to do all that, you guys are essentially very much helping us continue to make this wonderful content to keep doing the investigations that we do uh, and just keep doing all the stuff that we've fallen so deeply in love with. And we we can't do this show without you guys. We can, you know, do it with anything without you guys, to be fair. We, you know, Kyle and I would just be sitting in a room talking to ourselves if we didn't have you guys. So, <laughs> which, don't be wrong, We Kyle and I do that every week, like twice a week. We sit there and talk to each other about the paranormal. So. It's true. Uh, uh, but yeah, there, there's a lot. Definitely please check it out. Join the community at the very yes. least. And chat with us because we'd love to get to know each and every one of you guys as well.
0: Like Pagan said, that that is our way of kind of getting away from a little of the toxicity of, of social media. I, I am all about using your voice more than ever these days. Uh, I, and I spoke out a lot and there's still bad stuff going on. And that's why we did a lot of our election mm-hmm. protection stuff. Uh, But it is it is one of those things we all try and keep a little bit of our mental health um, in check or you you need to you need to keep your mental health in check. You can't help others before you help yourself sort of thing. Talked a lot about that yesterday on the show. Uh, What I would say is. Yeah, this this uh, I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought at the same time, but. This does all go back to us. It, it supports us in a different way. This, this right. whole process in a nutshell. We just wanted to do more for everyone out there listening and supporting. We wanted to do more than just giving you guys emotes or something on Twitch for supporting. We wanted to be giving you something that you can actually dive into. Um, sky's mm-hmm. the limit with this. I know even while I'm sitting here, part, the, part of the reason I lost my train of thought was that my brain's coming up with ideas for cool things to list on the store. New projects, new spells <laughs> I want to try uh max asked if we have any spells for pets and stuff like that that would be such a yes. cute idea um, yes we do
1: i have them in my book i just haven't put them in pen to paper or i i should say there's pen to paper on my side but publication for all of you is not there yet but it, it's coming it's coming it's coming, coming.
0: Well, (laughs) sky's the limit. That's 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 the cool thing about pulling this over. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the note of social media. I was trying to say um, using your voice is great. We need some uh, mental health time for ourselves. It's hard to do that for me on Twitter, because even though I had trimmed out a lot of the social media from my or the um, the politics from my feed and I was looking for ghosts the other day, I still got down a political rabbit hole just because the way Twitter's feeding you politics off to the side. And it's too easy for me. I slipped down that hole. I've lost 30 minutes. My blood pressure's higher. I wanted to know about the broth man. <laughs> And so this is message boards away from that. No advertising, mm-hmm. no no algorithm, none of that crap. I hate all of that noise. It just drives me up a wall because mm-hmm. I want to be talking with paranormal folks about paranormal stuff um, in In a singular space, in a spot that it's safe to do that. And if I want to get my blood pressure higher because, you know, I want to do politics, fine. Let me do that on Twitter on my own time. But come over to the board, share your thoughts, let us know what you think. And I will say a reminder for those that are listening on the Chaos and Shadow feed, there is a second podcast feed to open up your player and add. Look for the Revelator Morning Show. That is our second podcast feed. I like Mm -hmm. to call that one a little bit more of a catch-all because... We have a little bit more of a formulated thing for this feed. We do an episode every Thursday and then every other Friday. Well, I should say we record every other Thursday that airs on every other Monday and then no. She's I'm saying this wrong. I apologize. We record on Thursdays. We air it on Mondays. And then every other Friday, mm-hmm. there is an interview. That's what I was trying to get yes. out there. The Revelator feed <laughs> takes that and it's a little bit more muddy. You know, whenever someone can fit it into their schedule to come do an interview, that's fine. We just stick that into the feed. It works. Mm-hmm. So if you're not already subscribed to that, do it. Helps us out a ton. Um, we're actually going to have a cross-posted episode coming up here soon to fill up an interview slot, I think. I know we've got some really cool stuff coming up. We I got in touch with the Singular Fortean crew. The people that run the Singular Fortean website, they are very interested in doing an interview. So look forward to them coming on. Um, we have, again, the Small Town Monsters crew is going to be mm-hmm. in an interview. I think that one actually is probably going to hit the feed over on the uh, Friday the 27th. So for people listening, uh, Chaos and Shadow, I think that's gonna hit that date tbd okay but uh that's what it's looking like we're we've got a whole lineup and if you ever lose track of what news is going on well again go over to the website because chaosandshadow.com forward slash news great section for you there you can dive into it Mm -hmm. pagan does our divination stuff we got our interviews up there we got our vault notes and uh pagan did an amazing amount of work pulling all that together and aggregating it so huge shout out to you pagan thank you for all the time and energy you put into this
1: Oh, it's my pleasure doing it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, it's it's so funny because if you would have asked me a year ago if I would have been blogging, I would have laughed in your face because I, I, at the time, hated it. And I think it's because I didn't know what to write about. And now I have this wonderful passion that I'm like, oh, I could never write about this before because nobody wants to hear from me. Well, it turns out a lot of people did want to hear from me. And so now I blog for Chaos and Shadow, which is wonderful. And, you know, not only that, do we have so many amazing people that are coming on the show, we have a lot of other people that we've reached out to as well, that we're going to be working with as well in the future. So keep your ears tuned in. And for those who watch us, you know, record it live. Yeah. We should probably tell them about uh, what's going to be happening with that.
0: Big change going on. We've been doing this live over on Twitch, but we've been feeling very unsettled with Twitch as a platform for a while. You and I have been longtime mm-hmm. Twitch users. I've been streaming over here for three years, uh, and it has not gotten better in the ways I'd like to see it. The Twitch community, no. for those that are here listening to us, you guys know it's it's a really misogynistic place. It's very overly competitive twitch makes people compete for views to to see who's higher on the chart they don't use very effective algorithms like it's just not it's not proving to be a great healthy spot for pagan and i uh again we've been here for a very long time three years is Mm -hmm. more than enough time for things to change and grow if people have the intent to and it seems that twitch does not so it's with. I don't even really want to say a heavy heart at this point. Um, It's with a disappointed gaze, a disappointing stare Mm -hmm. glare that I'm giving Twitch right now, where I say, (laughs) yeah, we're looking, we're we're very strongly thinking Facebook is the place we're going to move. We're going to probably start streaming over there in December. I'm thinking uh, Mm -hmm. as we end out November, make our transition over there. So we will be there a little bit, letting people know about the move, Um, but really a move for our mental health I would say because it doesn't mean no favors being like how many viewers do we have oh I got to do this and if I don't have this also I will say twitch behind the scenes has like the goals and the things they give us to hit to like become more favorable in their eyes are a lot of moving lines in the sand so it's like well you need to do this now you need to do that now we want this and it's like but we keep checking your boxes why Ah, so with all that being said, we thought we needed a good mental health break. Um, I have a completely fresh Facebook page. So for anyone out there, it's like, "Ew, Facebook's the devil. They all are. They all are. They really all are. Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, they're all the devil. But we're trying a different devil because the devil we know isn't mm. helping after all those years. So, it- yeah. Try time to time to look for greener pastures you know and and the thing is the twitch page is not getting deleted so if we go over there um and it doesn't work out it might actually you know if that that really shows in our faces that we don't like it after time hey anything's a possibility we don't love to burn bridges down but like it's like i said we We've put our hearts into the Twitch thing and um, you guys have been great, but the platform as a whole, eh, not doing the changes Mm -hmm. we've been looking for. So I say to a better future, a better, a better, more holistic us, a better, more honest piece of content that we're creating. You know, our podcast is completely um, Pagan and I working on it together. Uh, there's no other like entities with their strings involved. We get our money, like we said, directly from you guys, the listeners. So it's all mom and pop supported style, you know. We're we're just our hearts are in it, and that's what we're trying to let guide it. I know worst case, uh, yeah. worst case in chat said something about we put off such good energy. So thank you, worst case. We appreciate that.
1: Yes, I I would say that you know whatever we do in the future, it is going to be because we want to have that wonderful holistic kind of positive vibe that we always talk about on the show. And, you know, and also on the revelator morning show that we talk about that cultivating the best versions of ourselves and this move from Twitch isn't, you know, Twitch is probably still going to do its thing and all that, but we just don't want to be in that cogwheel anymore. We, we want to um, formulate our own path essentially and do the best that we possibly can to bring you the most original and wonderful content that we can bring you. And, you know, also be good to ourselves and be good to all of you at the same time. So that's one of the reasons why we're moving. And I look forward to the new adventure on Facebook. I It's Thank been a long know. time since I've been on Facebook, um, but I've heard good things. I'm excited. And I'm looking forward to the, you know, having all of you come with us and also meeting the new faces that we're going to get to meet. So... Here's to Facebook and all of its wonderful,
0: exciting future. I want to say I stopped using Facebook in 2011, maybe 12. That mm-hmm. is a long time. That is that is eight years for me personally that I have been away from that platform, uh, kind of just ridiculing it from the side, like that's not good. So. I am curious to go in, see what things have changed with the pages. We know there's a significant paranormal community over there, so we want to tap into that, too. We we see a lot of friends there mm-hmm. that are hanging out. We, we've we been meeting them. You know, like I said, I think maybe in the earlier part of this, or maybe it was prior to this episode recording, but even Laura uh, Tempest-Zakroff, who came on for her two interviews, she tagged us over there on our like kind of dead mm-hmm. Facebook page. So when Pegan and I talked about it, I was like, you know, we're already being pulled into conversations that we're not a part of over there why why aren't we you know why don't we look into that why don't we try and do it so Mm -hmm. that is exciting gonna be our adventure um and the the one thing that kind of came to my mind pegan when you're talking there too was Mm -hmm. they say as content creators make your most authentic content but there's Mm -hmm. now a new thing on the block which is make content that makes the algorithm happy and i don't think that that is a great way to do it i don't think it's gonna make you happy um maybe it reaches a couple more people but anytime we can get out of that hamster wheel and make genuinely authentic content that resonates with us that's what we're here for so Mm -hmm. thank you to everyone that took the time to listen to our season one recap we dumped a lot of information on you guys today Um, But I hope it was fun. It was definitely a change up from the paranormal. Uh, However, there's a ton to listen to. Again, if you're just on the Chaos and Shadow feed and you've not made your way over the Revelator Paranormal one, note that there are other interviews over there. I want to say Katie has one on there. I know June's is on there. Eventually, those podcasts, those interviews might make their way back and forth. You guys see me like trickle them in on occasion. But uh, go subscribe. Brian and I have... I want to say over like six or eight hours worth of content up there on that feed already. Um, Go explore the website. There's a great about us section as well that we didn't call out that has all the links. And I want to say updated Pagans with her brand new thing, maybe. I don't remember if I got to that page last night. I was totally fine if you didn't. I was trying. It's updated. I didn't get your... oh. Yeah, I got your Walk the Hedge link. Hey, good job yesterday, Yay. Kyle. <laughs> you did a great job. Thank you yesterday, Kyle. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, go check it out. I see some spacing issues I got to fix. But uh, Brian's stuff's on there. Pagan's stuff's on there. Louie, by the way, has his own little Patreon kicking around there on the side. That's separate. That Red asked mm-hmm. me the other day if I have any plans of rolling that into the site. And you know what? For those who don't know, Louie's my adorable dog. And um, I don't know what we're going to do with that yet. But... I will say maybe Louie will get some stuff up on the store at some point, too. Like he might get some we might do some cute dog related Ooh. stuff. I've got ideas kicking around. Louie has his own sigil. So maybe maybe Louie's sigil could go up there on stuff uh, for people. To... I, I've
1: got ideas rolling around in my brain right yeah. now. So I'm excited. <laughs> I, I made like
0: Louie a, um, you know, happy, like a good health, good Good happiness sort of protection sigil for him and um, I think Mm -hmm. people would probably really like that because the more people looking at it and channeling it and you know if we put it on a, a shirt or something someday that'd be cool. But uh, like I said, Mm -hmm. sky's the limit, you guys. So go check out Pagan's content. Go check out Brian's stuff. All the links are there. One spot, chaosandshadow.com. You can find our Twitters and all the rest. Information on the Facebook page will be coming soon. We're going to be continuing to broadcast here live on Twitch until December. Same with those folks that are transitioning over from Patreon. Patreon will be phased out for the Chaos and Shadow account in december as well so yes. all the transfer nice easy date we can all recognize and it's still about two weeks away ish so it gives people a chance to get their ducks in a row uh for those here in our live audience we'll be hanging out and doing the after show with you for everyone else website patreon check out all the stuff get your stuff all sorted out make sure it's all set up for the future join the community check out the shot thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week for some research stuff on pagan what are we doing next week
1: we're doing The Conjuring House next week in Rhode Island.
0: We're doing The Conjuring this House next week. And I'm making Pagan and I actually watch the um, the Hollywood one. Yes. <laughs> so that we can tell you guys the difference. We talked yesterday. And we we're like, eh, we're not going to watch that. And I was like, Pagan, we have to. Someone's going to ask what the difference is. We need to know. And James Wan is a good director. So um, yes, we're going to do it.
1: that. So and next week officially starts season two of Chaos and Shadow. Season Join 10. us next week. And we will see you all later. Goodbye.
0: Bye,